Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And happy holiday to all of you. I'm sure you're out rushing around everywhere doing your shopping as the season goes on. And I'll tell you, throughout this month, it is all about the spirit of this season. And that is why, since we have that holiday spirit with us all, I thought, wow, this would be a great time to have Nancy Stampahar. And Nancy, is that how you pronounce your name? That's correct, Joyce. Okay, who I met recently and was so impressed. She's the author of a book, Peace, Love, and Lemonade, A Recipe to Make Your Life Sweeter. But she's also the founder of Silver Lining Solutions. And in my opinion, really fits into the spirit of this season. So first of all, Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you for having me, and happy holidays to everyone who's listening. Well, Nancy, for all of those listeners throughout the world listening to you, how about if we start, for those that don't know who you are, by you telling them how you came to be involved in the disability community? Sure. Well, actually, I was born into the disability community with uh, my brother, who um, my late brother Jeff um, had intellectual disabilities, and he passed a couple years ago, and he was older than me, and so I was born into growing up around all his schooling and um, being involved in with people with disabilities. And then the past couple years after he had passed, I had learned more of the facts and figures, um, was a different role than being the sibling, and uh, learned about the needs out there for people with disabilities and started to get involved in the community. Well, you know what? I always say no, no better way to understand the disability community, either have a disability or be the sibling or parent of someone with a disability because then you really do get it. So how about if you tell everyone about your brother, Jeff? First, you know, just a little bit about him, and then maybe you could even talk about, in your opinion, what some of the obstacles were he faced as he was growing up. Sure. I love talking about my brother, Jeff. It's kind of twofold. You know, there's a lot of great, wonderful, um, you know, gifts and memories of my brother, and then there's also a lot of heartache in dealing with somebody with um, uh, disabilities. Uh, my brother, Jeff, he had intellectual disabilities, and, um, you know, he passed two years ago tragically with end-stage renal disease. And some of the challenges, he always faced challenges, but he also was able to have Hold a Hold on one minute, Nancy. Could you explain what that is to our listeners? Sure. For the end-stage renal disease? Yes. Um, well, he was supposed to, he was diagnosed with kidney disease, and then he was supposed to be placed on dialysis, but we didn't get on dialysis on time. So he went into an emergency situation um, with cardiovascular pulmonary issues, and it was a very tragic time with five weeks of being in the hospital, being on a ventilator, um, losing all function, and then we ended up having to, um, we terminated his life and um, due to the situation and gave oh him peace. Oh, my. So it was very tragic how he, you know, passed, and it's a big heartache for all of us and for him too, um, you know, at that time. But um, some of the challenges that he faced, you know, growing up 
as with anybody with disabilities, you're you're different. You you um, often are excluded. Um, you can be ridiculed. You can be bullied. And plus, just not being able to do all the things that you know other kids can do, like riding bikes, um, being able to you know I was a skier. You know, being able to ski with me, drive a car. I tried to teach him how to drive a car, and just not capable of doing that. Going to the same school back in the seventies, sixties, and seventies you know, end up going to a different school. So just being different, um, everything being more of a challenge, you know, for them and not fitting in as well. Now, what were his disabilities? He was intellectual disabilities. He was um, MHMR, so mental retardation, and then schizophrenia came on at adolescence. He was um, actually born a twin, and the twin died after six months of cardiovascular. And we don't know the full... Um, situation as to what happened, but my brother Jeff had seizures as an infant, and my mother had to rush him to the hospital many times. So we don't know if the mental retardation came as a result of the seizures he had as an infant or not. Um, it's not fully known, but he ended up being um, on the borderline with his uh, mental retardation, um, mild mental retardation. You know, um, that's one thing that sometimes people don't realize. Is, and this is a mistake people with disabilities make, is when they try to put people into little boxes. Oh, these people have epilepsy. These people have intellectual mm. disabilities. And as you can see, just from talking to Nancy, you know, I have epilepsy, but her brother had seizures. He also had a psychiatric disability, and he had an intellectual disability. You know, and the day, the day that we all start working together is the day we will have such a powerful voice in this country. Um, but let me ask you, did, was he bullied as he grew up? Yes, and actually that's um, one of the stories I even write in the book. Um, it's one of the big messages of the book on how just mean people can be sometimes. You know, him and I as an infant, um, or as a toddler rather, when we were playing, you know, he was hit on the head with a brick. And there's many situations where I would take his hand and we would just run from the cruelty of people. Um, you know, he had glasses, and so, of course, being ridiculed for wearing glasses and, you know, using the awful word retarded, um, just terrible things that kids would do um, to him. Now, how old was he during those times? During those times, that was probably, well, when we were probably around kindergarten age, so um, probably starting probably from five to seven is when it would start. And then and especially as adolescence, um, it continued on. It continued on. Mm-hmm. You know what? And you have to wonder what happens to people that they could be that cruel. Right, right. They just need to try to make themselves feel better, and it's just it's shameful. They don't realize the impact that they're doing on somebody's self-esteem, someone's self-worth, um, how you know awful they feel about themselves, shamed. You know why they have to be different? Why are they being picked on? Just not kind. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. That really is terrible. Well, um, what kind of impact did that have on you? Because I'm going to read you a question uh, emailed to us from Harrisburg from Linda. And that is, Nancy, uh, very nice to have you speaking up for people with disabilities. My question to you is sometimes people don't realize what an impact disability has on other members of the family. How did your parents deal with this whole issue? Well, it also... Sign Linda. Sign Linda. Thank you, Linda. 
Well, it also, we have to think of the generation when this was all going on. This is the 60s and 70s, and there wasn't as much education or communication, per se. The resources weren't as available then. So in some instances, there wasn't really much just talk. It's just that you end up that, you know, you have great compassion for one another. We make very joyful times at home is what we did. Um, You know, me as the sister, when we were just two years apart, I picked up a very protective role and was always, you know, perhaps maybe sometimes hand-holding a bit too much, but always wanted to be protective of him um, because he was, you know, you just knew that you could see the pain in his eyes and his heartache that was going on um, from being there. So for me, I got the greatest gifts of you never judge people. You need to be kind and compassionate to everybody, no matter how different they are, and not to be afraid. I mean, I think that's also part of the reason why people you know, bully or often exclude is because they're afraid. They don't know how to react to these this population. One of the reasons I asked you that question as the sibling is I heard someone speak one day and they said that sometimes we forget about how hard it is for the sibling. And when I said, what do you mean by that, they talked about, well, what do you think it's like when you come home with your friends and they see your brother or sister um, with you know, whatever the disability is, epilepsy, intellectual disability. In this case, the person had epilepsy and had to wear a helmet. Mm. And so when the friends would come home with the sibling, they would sort of like feel weird about this. And this then caused the sibling to have problems because people didn't want to accept the sibling because of their, in that case, brother, just like you have a brother. I wonder, did you ever go through that? Well, you know, I really did, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's hard to admit that, but there were times when I would have been, you know, embarrassed and ashamed because how people are perceiving me, too, um, as, you know, with him being there. But at the same time, I would just kind of hold it in, you know, and realize that he's the one who really had the limitations and not me on that. So it it was always question right here from Pittsburgh from Sandy, and that is about the same subject. Mm -hmm. Uh, The question is, Nancy, I know you obviously love your brother from writing this book, but I'm wondering, as the sibling, when you grew up, did you ever feel as if you were not being given enough attention? Oh, actually, no, not for me. My mom was awesome in that area. She really, um, we were so fortunate um, for her. She made fuss over both of us. Um, and I don't really think that that was the situation. I don't recall that being as the case because she was always very fair with both of us and trying to give equal treatment on that. I'm not sure that that was really my case. I've heard of stories like that where there is more attention on the person with the disabilities, but as my memory recalls, my mom was really good at trying to be fair and giving the love and the attention. Yeah. Well, what I in this case... Um, well, in many cases, you know, if the one child has a very significant disability, sometimes, um, like we'll use epilepsy as an example, sometimes mm-hmm. the parent has to pay more attention, you know, for fear of the child having a seizure or something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel there are many parents, I- I'm sure there are people that go through that, that feel like that. But, oh, absolutely. But I also think there are many parents that, do try, uh, you're very fortunate, obviously, your mother was one of them, to, to make both people feel loved equally. 
Correct. Yeah, we absolutely knew that. I mean, it was tough. My mother was a single parent um, in raising both of us. And I definitely gave her a run for my money, and I know my brother did too, but uh, she did her best at making certain that um, we had the fair attention as much as possible. And I also think probably sometimes it's how the person themselves deal with it, you know, how they see it themselves. Because unfortunately, you know, you can tell by your book that you're a very positive individual, Mm -hmm. but there are people that, you know, are more of the glass half full, and if that's what you're like, then you're going to see everything differently. I think there's a lot of truth to that, Joyce. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, I think I just learned that I'd rather look at the glass half full um, than empty and find the more positive of it. Were there negatives? Absolutely, Um, you know, from it. Well, I'll tell you what. With that, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back with Nancy Stapahar, founder of Silver Lining Solutions, and the author of Peace, Love, and Lemonade, a recipe to make your life sweeter. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Nancy. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in 
every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, and season's greetings to everyone, especially, I must mention, all of you wonderful, faithful listeners. Thank you so much. I think we do have a caller on the line. David, do we have a David on the line? Yes. Hi, David. How are you? Great. How are you? Thank you so much for calling in. Sure. I had uh, two questions, actually. First, Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Are there any recommendations for siblings and also where can you buy the book? Okay. Well, two good questions. Nancy, do you want to handle those? Sure. Very, very good questions, David. Um, You know what? Actually, as recommendations for the siblings... I don't have to be honest, I don't believe there are recommendations except for, um, because I share sh- short snippets and not just about my brother but about myself and my family and other examples. So I don't really have um, real examples on how to except for just being kind and compassionate and open towards it. But um, but I can tell you that you can't get the book in a couple areas. One is, right now, since I self-published, it's a process in getting out to different distribution channels. But currently, you can get it at peaceloveandlemonade.com. And I just heard today that it, um, Amazon.com is ready to start um, fulfilling books also. So it can go on there. And anybody in the Pittsburgh area can go to Borders at Northway Mall, Borders at Penn Circle, and borders at South Hills Village. Those are the current locations. Okay, you know, that is a good question you asked, David, about the siblings. I I will tell you more and more people are doing research about this and um, writing about this because the siblings are sometimes left out of this whole equation, but it does have an impact. So I'm actually really glad that you brought that up. And who knows, Nancy, maybe in your next book you could talk just about that. Yeah, I could, and actually I would just say that you just end up having a heart and you have more tolerance for it more than anything, and there are tons of support groups out there now, I understand. I didn't have them when I was growing up, but I understand that there's a lot more resources for people and siblings out there. Okay, well, David, thank Thank you very much for calling in, and have a great holiday. Okay, well, Nancy, as you can see... That must be a hot topic with a lot of people. So let's talk about um, what you did. You, you wrote this book, Peace, Love, and Lemonade, A Recipe to Make Your Life Sweeter, and you created the Jeffrey J. Stampahar Foundation. What, what made you decide to do that? That actually happened two years ago after my brother passed. That's when I started realizing, well, in my grief, I realized that my brother's toughest years were those once he turned 21. 
And in Pennsylvania, they do such a great job with the schooling and the education once um, folks with disabilities are up to the age of 21. But then once they turn 21, the services drop for them. And they lose their whole purpose. They don't have school to go to anymore. They don't have work to go to. Um, a lot of the services are no longer there. So they lose all their skills. They end up um, not having a place to go. And so there's a wait list for these services. So in my grief, I realized that those were probably the toughest years of my brother when he was in his 20s. Then I learned all the startling statistics in uh, Pennsylvania, which I'm sure they're, you know, around the world. Um, for, like in Pennsylvania, for example, we have about 22,000 people across the state that are waiting for services. And some are in very critical or emergency need of even housing, um, a place to go. And with aging parents, what's going to happen? Who's going to provide for these people with disabilities? So when I learned all of that, I decided, what can I do? Um, I'm not actually a strong, heavy-hitter, advocate, big-voice type of person, but I said I sure could fundraise and provide money for Achieva, who does a fabulous job with advocacy and fundraising. So that's when I just started um, creating the Jeffrey Fund. And that is awesome. And, and, you know, I know that you did this by getting involved with Achieva and Achieva. Oh, I've so I've so much love this organization, and I'm so proud to be on the board of directors. But h- how did you first meet them? How did I first meet yeah. them? Well, actually, through a person I'm um, called Chris Filippi. I mean, I knew uh, Chris, I knew yeah. them. Yes, and Chris is leaving Achieva. She's retiring here soon, but she's the one who I had personally known, and then it just seemed like such a good fit. And when I decided how to coordinate that um, through a lawyer on how do you set up the fund uh, legally, um, she said to me, the lawyer said to me, well, you could always set up the Jeffrey J. Stamperhar Fund. Oh, I melted. I had tears. I'm like, of course, absolutely. And then that's how I did it, and so the fund's, for that go to Achieva, for their advocacy. Well, that is awesome. And you know what? Chris Filippi may be leaving Pittsburgh, but she won't be leaving. <laughs> Helping all of us out. She That's is right. an awesome individual. Um, and, and so you all know, they had a wonderful event. And at that event, Nancy was kind enough to come with her books and sign books and sell them there. And, again, this is for this Jeffrey J. Stampahar Foundation. Um, a question that I have is, would people be able to make a donation to that? Absolutely. There's two ways that funds are going to go to Jeffrey's Fund. It's actually a portion of the book's proceeds that I will. So the more books I sell, portions will go to the fund. But also people can make direct um, deposits either online at the peacelovenlemonade.com website There's the Over 21 Disabilities page where they can do that. Or they can um, write a check out to the Jeffrey J. Stampahar Fund at Achieva, Mm -hmm. and then they can mail it to Achieva, the Director of Development, and their address is 711 Bingham Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15203. Or they can even look up Achieva.info to find out more information about that organization. Would you mind repeating that address one more time? The web address or the street address? Street address. Sure. It's um, Achieva, Director of Development, 711 Bingham Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15203-1007. And, again, to get your book, 
you go to either the bookstore or can you get it through Achieva? Um, actually, they don't have any. Well, they, I think they might have some order forms in the lobby, per se, mm-hmm. but it's best to go either online. Uh, they can download a, um order form if they don't like to shop online, mm-hmm. and then that can be mailed directly to me. And so all the information is on the website. Online where? PeaceLoveAndLemonade.com. PeaceLoveAndLemonade.com. Okay, well, let's talk about PeaceLoveAndLemonade.com. What is this book about? Tell us about your book. This book is it's uh, part autobiography and it's part self-help. And basically it's helping people overcome tough times and really just live in the best life that they can, um, something that they just can't take anymore in their life, um, and it gives them some uh, solutions on how to get happy and enjoy the best of life. And I know why you wrote the book. You wrote the book because of your brother, but what made you come up with this topic? This topic, well, actually my business and my uh, true calling passion is public speaking, uh, professional development training. I'm a keynote speaker, and it complements um, the business that I run, but it also, I'm just a strong believer in all the principles that I put in there that um, we tend to, you know, settle for less than we deserve, and my mission is to be able to help people um, make the most of themselves in life and be able to give back to those who need them too. Well, that is a question we have from a Tony in Florida, and that is, um, Nancy, are you listed with a service that is disability-oriented where you speak at conferences in the United States? Actually not, but I would love to. Um, I'm actually just in the process of just getting this. My book was just published here. I self-published right before Thanksgiving, so it is absolutely on my to-do list and what I want to do because I think the book serves another purpose um, in educating about people with disabilities. When it shares the stories about my brother, um, I really think that it's uh, twofold for those with disabilities and those without disabilities. Oh, you think you want to educate people with disabilities, but you also want to educate the non-disabled community. Correct. Yes. Correct. It's basically everybody getting the best out of life and being kind and compassionate and helping one another. Yeah, and let me ask you something. Going back to the things your brother went through, do you feel that education at schools, if there was more... Say, for example, they had someone like you speaking, you know, at different school systems. Do, do you feel that education would help if we started at a younger age? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think when people are educated, they're more aware and they're less afraid. And quite often the bullying and the ridiculeness is because people are afraid and um, they, don't also un- they also don't understand how they are really hurting somebody. So if they would develop more empathy towards what their actions are doing towards people, then I believe that, yes, that could help. And, you and know, accountability and consequences for, you know, the actions are necessary too. Yeah, because I, on a volunteer basis, teach high school students with disabilities about the world of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is always amazing to me and horrifying is when I ask, please raise your hand if you've been bullied. Mm-hmm. And when, and these are now juniors and seniors, but they tell their story from, you know, middle school or elementary school or, or the right now. 
And when they tell some of these stories about being pushed down steps and one mm. young man, his arm was broken from that happening, and uh, one young woman who was blind where people were having her walk in the wrong area so she would fall down, you know, things oh. like that. It is, I don't understand sometimes, how does this all go on? And there is an accountability. That's what I don't understand. That story just breaks my heart, actually. I mean, it really, I think the other part, too, is also reporting it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and sometimes there's a fear. But if you're listening to the show today, always remember, anyone that bullies you is a coward. You can't take a chance of getting hurt. Go to your teacher. Tell someone you trust. Don't take a chance. All right, we're going to be right back with the author, Nancy Stampahar, and founder of Silver Lining Solutions. You are listening to Joyce Bender, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Nancy. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, first of all, happy holidays to you and your family. We have as our guest today Nancy Stampahar, the founder of Silver Lining Solutions and the author of Peace Love and Lemonade, a recipe to make your life sweeter. And, Nancy, we haven't talked yet about Silver Lining Solutions. Could you tell our guests, what what do you do? What does your company do? Sure. Um, That's my business. I do um, consulting and training services, all in the area of professional development. I uh, train employees to be better supervisors, leadership training. I do team-building retreats. I help improve work performances is what I do. Okay, so you go into corporations, and it's is it like about helping people be better leaders, or is it more about solving problems where they feel they have team problems, or all of the above? Actually, all of the above. I um, develop leadership skills, supervisory skills, um, conflict resolution, communication skills, um, you know, what else do I sales and fundraising development, all in that area of professional development, yes. And when we do the team-building retreats, we tackle real-life situations. Well, pretty much real-life situations in all of the workshops. I'm very well known for making them real to life and very interactive. 
the oh, workshop. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now, how would a listener, if there's a business person listening to you talk, how would they contact you about that? Well, they could either call me directly at 412-882-1866, or my other website is silverliningsolutions.com, and it goes in a lot further about the type of services I provide. Let me ask you, when you go into companies and you do this training, um, do you feel that you see volunteerism uh, as a main building block that helps people build character? And, and also, you know, do you see people still wanting to give back the way they uh, have in the past or with the newer generation? Do you sense more of entitlement? Hmm, that's a very good question. Well, I strongly believe that the more we volunteer, the more we give back, the better character we have, and the more compassionate um, people we become. Um, I think what I've learned when I do generational difference training in my workshops, that the younger generation, yes, there is this sense of entitlement, but there's also a good optimism with them that they are looking for work that matters to them, and so they may not necessarily be the corporate ladder um, as much. It depends. It's, it's twofold. Those who are entitled that want to go ahead and be the CEO of a company, make $100,000 right out of college, or there's those who just want to do a job for um, a nonprofit organization, for um, a cause that matters that's important to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll tell you something. What we do here at Bender, because at Bender, that's one of our values is volunteerism, and we believe very strongly that is just part of our fabric. If, you're, if you work for Bender Consulting Services, you will be involved in some type of volunteer activity. But not only do I believe that it builds character, I don't know how you feel about this, but, um, you know, like with a lot of our employees, we have them go to homeless shelters or all different types of things. But I really think that it helps put life into perspective. Do, do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. The more you're out there and you're helping and you're seeing people who aren't as well off as you or have their limitations and disadvantages, absolutely go into a food bank and um, serving, you know, soup and meals. It's a fabulous way to really understand. Go into a nursing home and see how that population is being. Go to a vocational um, workplace for people with disabilities. Watch them. Help them do assembly work. Yes, it gives you a real understanding of how different people live and are limited. Yeah, you know, I always tell people, I tell them, no matter what your problem is, if you're listening to the show today, I guarantee I can find someone with a worse problem. Absolutely. I I guarantee you Mm -hmm. I can find someone with a worse problem because, Mm -hmm. you know, I... We all get so excited about the holiday season and everything we're doing. And then sometimes when I look at organizations like World Vision and they talk about all these children that die every day throughout the world just purely from hunger Mm -hmm. and starvation. Or even here in the United States, seeing people that are homeless um, or, as you said, people who are uh, elderly people who have been shut out and, you know, not included and that people have just forgotten about or people dealing with a child that's been uh, lost or killed or, I mean, so many things. You could go on and on, but there is always someone dealing with a situation far worse than a little problem I have in business. And I remind myself of that all the time 
because that is true. That is the way it is. It really is. Um, I'll never forget one day when I met this individual, and they had no idea that I had epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And the whole time they're you know telling me about their epilepsy and complaining that you know even though it's controlled how they have to take um, 150 milligrams of Dilantin every day. And I said, well, see, you always need to know who your audience is because I have to take 450 milligrams wow. every day. So it, it's all a matter of perspective. But mm-hmm. you, you, do you know what I mean? If we can remember that, it, I think it really sort of fits in with your whole book, your whole way of looking at life. Right, because sometimes, you know, we might play that, you know, poor pity me and play the victim role sometimes and think that our lives are the worst. But, again, like you said, there are many, many people who are much worse off, and it can make us feel, you know, better that, hey, we can go forward. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you for a minute about public speaking because you do a lot of public speaking. When you go into companies and you do leadership training, um, have you noticed that a lot of people have a difficulty speaking in front of other people? Oh, absolutely, yes. There's People are very self-conscious. Um, what is it, the, peer of, uh, the fear of public speaking? Many people are more afraid of that than death. That's been ranked up there. You know, people get petrified, even just sitting in a meeting and speaking up. That's actually a story of how I used to be, too, that I share in the book. A lot of times we don't like to be vocal in front of others. Well, why I'm asking you this, for young people uh, listening to the show with disabilities, they know. I'm a big advocate of young people becoming leaders in this country, mm-hmm. but when I do uh, talks or training, I'm always telling young people with disabilities, learn how to speak in front of people because you have no idea how valuable that skill is. And since you do this for a living, I thought maybe you could comment on that for, for young people listening to the show. Well, I think our communication skills and the way we carry ourselves, unfortunately the sad part about our society is we're very judgmental and we pass our um, impressions on what we think people are all about at the very beginning. And if we learn to articulate ourselves more clearly, it takes practice and it takes confidence and you have to do little baby steps. But our communication skills will really help um, ourselves and help others um, have a better understanding. And so then you would agree that if they are doing that, because see a lot of the young people with disabilities across the United States, I have them get involved through volunteerism doing public speaking because Mm -hmm. I believe that one skill is a skill a lot of people don't have that could really help them. Absolutely. I think it is because in that way you can able, you have a voice, you can use it, you know, and it takes practice to be able to articulate your thoughts clearly. Well, I'll tell you, you're doing a good job right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it is my profession, so I've had a little bit of practice. It wasn't yeah. always this way. <laughs> uh, Nancy, I want to bring up Achieva again because I don't want people to forget about Achieva. You know, Achieva is a great organization that I am proud to be involved with and on the board that does help people with various disabilities, including intellectual disabilities, and that works with young children, uh, that works from when a child is born, helping parents deal with a child born with, for example, with an intellectual disability, really getting involved early on, plus they have a tremendous trust fund uh, that is just wonderful 
uh, to, to learn more about. And again, just as was mentioned before, you can go to achieva.org and look up you know, information about them. That is how I was lucky enough to meet Nancy at an event where she was signing books, uh, autographing books, uh, the book that she wrote, which I want to mention again is called Peace, Love, and Lemonade, A Recipe to Make Your Life Sweeter. And the proceeds of her book is going to the Jeffrey J. Stampahar Foundation. This is her late brother that she is donating the proceeds to. So, again, how can they make a donation if they're listening to the show today? Again, they can write their checks out to the Jeffrey J. Stampahar Fund at Achieva, and then they can mail it to Achieva, the Director of Development, at 711 Bingham Street in Pittsburgh, PA, 15203, or they can make an online donation at peaceloveandlemonade.com. I just want to clarify, too, it's a portion of the proceeds that will be going um, to Achieva into the fund, and then people can make direct donations with the full amount going into the fund also. Okay. And you know what? If you're listening to the show today, here we are during the holiday season, and this is a time, a time when you really should consider giving back. So with that, why don't you take a moment and write a check to this Jeffrey J. Stampahar Foundation, you know, make a donation through Achieva because you will help make a difference. Achieva is working to achieve equality for people with disabilities. You can help make a difference by writing that check, or you can go to the website of Nancy's Peace, Love, and Lemonade. Is that correct? Correct. And you can purchase this book. What a great gift. If you're trying to come up with that gift during the holiday season, here's an idea for you by going to that website. But, you know, please remember, while you are enjoying life, there are so many who are without. Don't forget to take time to make a small gift. That small gift can make such a big difference in someone's life. And believe me, I have been a believer in Achieva for years. Marsha Blanco is just a tremendous individual. She's like a gift to the United States, and she is the executive director of Achieva, which is located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which, of course, is where I am headquartered. Regardless of where you're hearing the show, you can get in touch with them, Achieva.org. A fantastic group. I want to ask you before we go to break, Nancy, uh, you spent all this time with your brother. What would you say is the biggest lesson you learned from him? Oh, just being kind and compassionate and just enjoying, you know, um, that's really it. I, I've got a lot of unconditional love from him, and that helps me not be judgmental from anybody. Um, that's all we can do is just be kind and compassionate to everybody, no matter how different they are make them feel, you know, included. And remember, if you're listening to this show, listen to Nancy, because there's a difference between tolerating and accepting and loving. And that's the change we need to make in this world with people with disabilities. You are listening to Joyce Bender as we're celebrating the holiday season on voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Disability Matters, and it does matter to all of us at Voice America. We'll be right back 
to finish the show with our guest, Nancy Stampahar, the author of Peace, Love, and Lemonade, a recipe to make your life sweeter. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Well, your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Hosting Commander and Change, Empowerment Coach, and International Speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We're with Nancy Stampahar, the founder of Silver Lining Solutions and the author of Peace, Love, and Lemonade, A Recipe to Make Your Life Sweeter. And I think we have a caller on the line. Hi, this is Nancy Murray. Uh, from hey, Nancy. How are you, Nancy? Good. Um, I'm just calling in because I want to extend um, my very, very sincere thank you to both Nancy and to Joyce. Um, first of all, Joyce, for inviting Nancy to be a guest on your show today and promoting um, this very, very important um, book that Nancy has written. Um, and, of course, I also, again, extend my um, very sincere thanks to Nancy. Um, she is a trustee of uh, one of our boards at Achieva. Um, her book is receiving overwhelming um, interest uh, in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm finding every place that I go these days, I'm bumping into a family member of someone with a disability, and they're all asking me if I've heard about this book. 
Um, I was at, a, at a, an event just Sunday night with my daughter, and about three parents came up to me and said, have you heard about this book? Um, so, Nance, the word is out there. That's good to hear. Thank you. Um, thank you. And I just want to say thank you. Um, obviously, um, you know, as, as both Nancy and Joyce have said, um, the proceeds from some of the proceeds from this book um, are going to be going to uh, you know the the efforts that we have undertaken at Achieva over many many years um, to help fund our advocacy program. Um, but I also want to say thank you for the awareness, the public awareness that this show has given. Um, to our waiting list initiative. And Nancy did an excellent job before, as I was listening, um, explaining um, the devastating effect that the waiting list is having, having on families, not just in Pennsylvania, but in every state in the United States. Um, we still have uh, moms and dads, now some of them in their 70s and 80s, who are still caring for their adult children and their adult children are now in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, we have families who have um, devoted, who have dedicated their entire life um, to taking care of a family member with um, a disability. And uh, as these parents age um, and become, you know, uh, you know, ill themselves or maybe lose a spouse, um, I think we can all try to put ourselves in their places and how very, very difficult it is. Um, the Waiting List Initiative is a national um, initiative. It's going on in, as I said, every state in the country. We're hoping that the uh, presidential candidates um, pick up on this issue. It's an issue that should concern every senator, every congressman or woman, um, because in every every voting district in the country, there are families who have uh, family members with either a uh, a cognitive disability like mental retardation, uh, a physical disability, uh, autism, um, and it can have a, a devastating impact on a family after decades of caregiving. Not for one minute do I want anybody to think that um, families are not doing this out of out of love and devotion they are um, but it takes it takes a toll on a family after decades so again I you know I I can't find the exact words to use thank you just doesn't seem to do it but um, that is the way I feel every time I, I pick up my copy of peace love and lemonade and I get to talk about it with other people um, because it truly is helping us to fight the fight um, in regards to the waiting list. Uh, and, Nancy, in case someone just joined the show, can you very quickly define for them what you're talking about? Sure. The book is about uh, when life hits you lemons, you know, make lemonade. It's a clever recipe on how to, you know, enjoy life. It's personal stories of growing up with my brother who had intellectual disabilities. It's my mother, how she went from welfare to her law degree. It's how I turned myself around from being a high school dropout to being where I'm at right now. And it's all good stuff. 
And, and the waiting list initiative. Could you explain that very quickly, Nancy? Sure. Um, when folks are over 21, um, as soon as they lose their purpose in life, they're no longer involved in the schooling system, and they lose their purpose. They don't have a place to go during the day um, with vocational work or for schooling, and there's a lot of services. In Pennsylvania alone, there's about 22,000 that are on the wait list for services that they need, and it can be a devastating effect of losing skills that are necessary for this population. So it's a, it's a big crisis, as Nancy was saying, across the country. Just imagine what that would be like. Well, Nancy, you are doing a great job for Americans with Disabilities, and we thank you for everything you are doing and for the work at Achieva. Thank you. I'm glad to be um, just starting right now, so it's got a, you know more to go, and I'm going to keep continuing. Well, we're behind you, and thank you also for calling in. Thank you. Have a happy holiday. Oh, thank both you. Of you do the same. Okay, now uh, Nancy, I have a question for you. This book, what do you hope happens through you writing this book? Well, I think it's to send a couple messages. One, um, again, is it'll talk about people with disabilities and it'll make an awareness of the advocacy and of um, the needs that are necessary um, around the country for this population. And it also will go ahead and help individuals, whatever situation, whether you are a sibling, a parent, or any um, individual in America, um, to go ahead and make the most of their life and to be able to enjoy it and learn that there are positive ways to live, that they can do things differently. Well, as my listeners know, Nancy, I ask these last two questions to every guest that's ever been on the show, ever. Okay. And the first is, you've already accomplished a lot, obviously, authored a book, you have your own company, but my question to you is, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? What are you proudest of? I think I'm proudest of, and I'm definitely, again, the book and everything on that business-wise, but personally, I'm proudest of turning my life around, and now I'm at a great place where I can give back, I can be myself, and I can help those in need. Um, This is my greatest accomplishment, that life is good. I've gotten to that place in my life. Well, let me say, that's a great accomplishment, because unfortunately there are many that don't get there. Just that you did that and so much more. Look, from you turning your life around, look what has come from that. Right, right. And that gives hope to anyone listening to the show right now. Correct. That there is hope, you know, that you don't have to give up and that things can seem terrible. But, you know, I learned something many years ago from a boss of mine, and he used to tell me this all the time. He'd say, remember, don't give up choice. Success can be right around the corner. And the reason he would tell me that story is, uh, you know, the, he, the corporation that he owned, almost they almost closed, and one, they kept trying, trying, trying. At the last minute, they got this huge contract, and then, you know, the company became a multimillion-dollar corporation. But anything in life, no matter what it is, just when you think, you know, you're not going to make it, mm-hmm. don't give up because success can be right around the corner if, you persevere and just hang in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Nancy, what question would you like to leave with our listeners today, or I'll, or I'll say it better, what message 
What message do you want to give them? Oh, I have to admit, I, I, I thought about that. I think what I would like to say is the same message that I learned probably about seven years, I'm going to say, from Oprah, as a matter of fact. I remember watching one of her shows, and she said, we must use our creativity to serve those who have been forgotten. And that's what I'm doing, so I'm asking people, you know, how will you serve people with disabilities? What can you do to serve people with disabilities, those who have been forgotten? That's my question. And a great question it is. And I am going to end the show, as I always do, with a quote either from a famous civil rights leader or from a leader in America impacting people with disabilities because of their own disability. And today it is Charles Schwab who said, Passion is the great slayer of adversity. Focus on strengths and what you enjoy, says Charles Schwab. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Joyce. It was a great afternoon. And to all of our listeners, have a great holiday. Have a safe holiday week. See you next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. Be safe. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.